It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Just want to quickly shout out all of our partners and thank them for the support. Enhanced CBD, performance box supplements, Fortress Fightwear, Boca Jewelry and Core Hand Wraps. We really thank you for the support. We've got codes and links to all of them and we'll post them with the episode link. Were super necessary. God, Eric, my God. Unbelievable. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You can't say much other than wow. Hello and welcome back to Super Necessary. Today I'm delighted to say that we're joined by WBC ranked uh, Muay Thai welterweight fighter. Welterweight, what am I saying? I apologise. Light heavyweight. Taking a, I'm taking a few pounds off you there, mate. <laughs> it's been a long day. I apologise. Uh, Daniel Bonner. Hi, <laughs> mate. You right? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, sound mate. Sound. Good. Thanks very much for joining us. Appreciate you taking the time. No, thanks for having us. So just to clarify, you are definitely light heavyweight. You're not a welterweight. Don't know where I've got that from, but uh, <laughs> uh, let, let's just crack on it. Let's let's say yeah. about that the better. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So first things first. Congratulations on getting married last weekend. That was Matthew. That, that wasn't uh, me. That was Matthew. Yeah, right. you, you, you were the cuss out, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. It, yeah. I made an appearance tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so, Quinn, if you want to tell the difference between these two, have a look at these. It shows you his Yeah, he's a bit like that. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's got the cauliflowers. <laughs> so, speaking of speaking of you and Matt, um, I just wanted to ask very quickly: if he's the beast, does that make you beauty? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say so, would you? No. <laughs> We're both as ugly as each other, aren't we, to be fair? <laughs> um, yeah, obviously, all, all joking aside, congratulations on becoming a two-time European champion. Um, so, did the fight go basically how you had planned? Yeah, I mean, I've been looking to, uh, some. He was good, he was a good opponent. I've been looking at some of his stuff on YouTube, but it was all from, like, three, four years ago, so you, you have to take it with a, a bit of a grain of salt. He was good, he was really good, and I think on the night I was just better. I, my corner, like my coach and the guys who were in my corner were just they were just really they were bang on in the corner. They were really good. The advice they gave as soon as they did it, everything worked worked really well. So I think that was the difference between me and him is I just listened to my corner better and executed what they were telling me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Was there anything about uh, Marley's one and Berg that did surprise you at all? Just everything he did hurt, even when I defended or even when I was catching his kicks, 
he's a big guy with 79 and a half kilos, aren't we? But everything he did hurt. Like I didn't show it. You can you can never show it, but he was strong, he was big. He probably uh, apart from that, no, not really. He, he didn't score as well as he spent so much time inside. I think he's he's lived in town for the last three years, considering he has. I don't think his scoring was as good as mine. Like body kicks wise. I don't know if you know anything about the tie scoring, but scoring to the bodies, like kicking the bodies a lot a lot better than kicking the leg. So he surprised me from that point of view that he didn't score as well as, as well as I did. Yeah. Obviously we're we're still fairly new to, to tying that. So could you explain some of the, the scoring system for people who may not know? Scoring's a bit it's a bit of a nightmare, really. It's it's easy to understand it once you understand it, but it's kind of like the weights are rounded. Like the first two, they score them, they, they count, but as as the, the fight goes on, it's like the fourth round's the biggest round. It's massive. If that's the money round in town where they're putting all the bets on and stuff. So it's kind of like they see it as a marathon, not a sprint. So I could lose round one, two, and three, win four and five, and still win the fight, even though I've lost the first three rounds. Right. Fourth right. Yeah. So again, with the scoring wise, you've got to. Anyone can kick the leg. Kicking the leg's really easy. And it's, they want to see you kicking the body or clinching or kneeing the body, sweeps and stuff like that. It's more technical than, say, kickboxing or K1s. But well, really, then, in, in a, in a five-round fight in tie, you've got to sort of, if you're expecting it to go the distance, I suppose you've got to be a lot smarter with yeah, how you, how you approach yeah. the fight. I, like I said about the first two rounds, they don't mean as much. So if I go in there in the first two rounds and show all my cards straight away, then I've got nothing to leave for the for the big three and four. Then, do you know what I mean? I've got to, I've got to come for it a bit more clever, a bit more intelligent. I've got to save all my clever stuff, all the good stuff for the, like the later rounds where it matters the most. So, do do you do a lot of strength and conditioning then? Since the focus is more the the last few rounds. Yeah, I'm with the same guy, Joe uh, Paul Reed at Vortex. I'm the same guy, Matthew is. Yeah, he's just faster. I mean, it definitely brought us onto the next level. All this SNC stuff. Yeah, his, his body of work kind of speaks for itself yeah. and the fighters he's got there is incredible. Yeah, he's bang on. He's, he's really good. And say even Matthew, Matthew, the last, you've seen it in his last four fights, is physically he's on another level than he was before he, before he started working with Paul. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, obviously with Matt, you had to obviously miss the, the wedding where you, you were the, the best man. Obviously, yeah. I say you made a small appearance, but yeah. um, but how difficult is it when you've got to make those kind of sacrifices? Not as hard as you think it would. It sounds bad to be saying that, but I know for a fact if Matthew had a fight in the UFC or he had to defend his belt and I was getting married, right? you'd do the same. It's We've been doing this a while now. We've not had loads of fights with Matthew, but we're doing this for ages. It's... I might, I might not get another fight this year. I don't know. Do you know I mean, I've got nothing booked in. So, especially on a big Charlotte Muay Thai Grand Prix, you can't really turn those opportunities down. It's you can't, you can't do it. You, you've got to do it. Do you know what I mean, if you want to get anywhere in the sport, you've got to do. You've got to make sacrifices like that. Yeah. Without moaning about it, just get on with it. Do you know what I mean? It is what yeah. it is. Same with everything. I, I, an elite level of sport, you've got to, you got to make those sacrifices. It's sort of part and parcel of it, isn't it? That's what separates you from everybody else. That's why not everyone else isn't doing it. Do you know what I mean? That's why we're doing it, and not everyone can because. You've got to make those those decisions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so following you in, obviously you're now back in the top ten uh, WBC rankings. Yeah, um, when it gets, yeah, when it gets reviewed at the end of the month, I should be going back in the top ten. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the next aim? Would that be a world title for you, or have you still got a bit more to do? Sort of UK, yeah. European level. I had a word with there's the two guys who run Moita Grand Prix, Simon Jason Folk too. I had a word with Simon after the fight and said like I want. Their world champion is, uh, is called Alexander Milos, who's a Greek lad. 
So he's the world champion at Muay Thai Grand Prix at 79.5. So that would be the fight that I'd want more. That's that's the big one for me is maybe get that. And then you've got Michael Benatar, who's a French guy. I I can cut down to 76 as well. I've got no problem with doing that. So I could maybe fight him, who's a French guy. He's the Muay Thai Grand Prix world champion at 76. And then we've got the guys like this Australian, Charlie Bob, who I've wanted to fight for ages. He's world number, I think he's world number two at the minute. And then the big guy is, is George Mann, a Scottish guy who fights out of Australia. You know, he lives in Australia. He's a WBC champion. He's top of the food chain. That's if, if everyone wants him. If you if you're in the top ten or you're doing the sport, you don't want to fight the WBC champion. Then I don't really see a point of doing it. To be honest, that's yeah. the big one. Yeah. So obviously, WBC is a, a very recognised name, yeah. of course, yeah. outside of Muay Thai as well. Yeah. So is yeah. that like is that the pinnacle with Thai yeah. as yeah. WBC? One FC or WBC? Yeah, that's pretty much the pinnacle of the sport. Yeah. And you kind of. Helped us go into the next one there. You mentioned Charlie Bob. I know yeah. about two years ago you, you called him out, and you know, at the yeah, time he yeah. was number one. So, did yeah. the dating come from that? Yeah, well, he was scheduled to come over. He was scheduled to come fight me on uh, my gym's home show in Wigan, and that was just before COVID hit. So, nice. it all got cancelled, which was a shame. He's a, he's a lovely guy. I really like Charlie. We speak all not all the time, but we speak a bit on uh, on Instagram and stuff. But we both just really want to fight each other. He's, he's a bit like me. Do you know what I mean, I think. If you're ranked in the top 10 in the world, then we should be fighting each other all the time. Yeah. That's the thing that kind of gets on my nerves in the UK is the top five guys in my division never fight. We never, ever fight. They never, they're not, I'm ready to go. I could fight next week if I wanted to. Do you know what I mean? It's, and that's what it should be like. We should be fighting each other all the time. So there's a possibility. I'm UK number four at the minute. If you don't fight within a year, you get chucked out of the ranking. So I could go to UK number one just because they're getting chucked out because they're not active, which is, not the way I wanted to get UK number one, but there's nothing I can do about it. I'm active there, not... It is what it's it is, isn't it? It's, it's unusual, isn't it? Yes. I, I live this. I mean, this is all I want to do. If I'm not fighting, then retire. Get out of sport, get out the rankings, get out of my way. Do you know what I mean? That's that's what I think it should yeah. be. And like you said, you can't help it. If, if they're inactive, you've just got to exactly, focus yeah, exactly. and concentrate on yourself. Yeah, exactly. So, I just I'll, obviously, I'll leave it up to my coach. I want to fight as much times as possible. So, before we go on to the next question, I just want to get your, your view. Obviously, you mentioned one championship there. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts on that uh, uh, Petrosian knockout? Like? It was heavy, wasn't it? Yeah, I was watching it in a... I was at Trafford Centre yesterday, so I was watching it walking around Primark with my missus and the baby. And <laughs> I just stopped to start shouting. I couldn't believe it. I didn't expect that at all. Did not expect that one. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think anyone expected that to happen. Like, oh, heavier, heavier. I think he's broke his jaw as well, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think I think Shearello yeah. put a post. I think he spoke yeah. to his brother. And he's broken his jaw and he's getting yeah, surgery. Yeah. So, yeah, crazy, incredible. Uh, so obviously, yeah, that's it. It's just it's the sport, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It, it can happen. So, yeah. uh, wish him a quick recovery from if he has broke his jaw. Yeah. Uh, so obviously you're repping it at the moment. You run the Forge Fight Academy with uh, with obviously your brother Matt and Rob Lightburn, is it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how's that been going recently? How's really everything good. going there? Yeah, really busy. I think now's the time where Warrington's always been big for Thai boxing. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's been loads of good gyms. My coach Kev Harper, who runs a gym in Wigan that I go to, he started in Warrington, and he, Joe, you know, there's always been kind of tradition in Warrington for for Thai boxing, but never. So much MMA, I don't really think there's any decent MMA gyms in Warrington apart from us. So hopefully, I think we're starting to take over a little bit now. And 
I know if I was training under someone, I want to train under Matthew's yeah. a world champion. I'm a two-time European champion. Why would you want to go anywhere else? I don't really. I'd want to train at the best way. And there's nothing wrong. You don't have to fight to be a coach, but I, how? if you're in the corner and I'm giving you advice and I've never thought, how do I know how you feel? I've never been in that position before. So yeah. I think you should know how to do weight coach. You should know what it feels like to fight and be top level. That's what I'd want anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so have you... Has there been an increase in uh, numbers then following obviously like your title wins and Matt becoming the, 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 the champ as well? Have you yeah. seen an increase? Yeah, especially the MMA, especially the MMA class since Matthew. Because we kind of streamed it in the gym as well, invited loads of people to go and watch it because we kind of streamed it on the wall. Yeah. Oh, right. on so that was really good. And yeah, the MMA class is definitely, the tie boxing's always been busy, but the MMA is definitely kind of really caught up now. You get your 15, 16, 17 people coming in and yeah, the classes are booming. We're looking at getting some fighters out at the end of the year now as well. Really looking forward to seeing that. Do you get many people sort of coming in to one side of things? So, like, you get people coming in, starting off in tight, seeing the MMA stuff and going yeah. off to that and vice versa? Yeah, definitely. And what we do now is we do like the white core as well. So, we've got the white core boxing, or we do like the white core in May now. So, once they finish doing their like eight weeks of the white core training, they have to fight and then they're sticking around then as well. and they carry because they want to carry on training, they've really enjoyed it. Do you know what I mean? So it's good to see some of them guys kind of sticking and, and coming to the classes, the public classes as well. Yeah, that white collar stuff is that like where you're training for eight weeks and then, yeah, yeah exactly. So most of them have never done anything before, so they come like completely clean slates, blank slates, and then they do their eight weeks and they're matched accordingly with someone their own experience there. Yeah. How is how interesting are them events for you? Because obviously you get to see someone's progression potentially from nothing up to get having a fight eight weeks later. Yeah, Joe, you know I I've got nothing but positive things to say about it. No one, yeah, knockouts happen, but again, that's the nature of the beast. You can go and play football and break your leg, can't you? It's yeah. one of them. But like you see some of the guys and the dead nerves about coming in and they can barely make eye contact with you. And eight weeks later, they're fighting in front of hundreds of people. Joe, you know, they've done something they'll remember for the rest of their lives. I think it's really good. Yeah. yeah, they are they are great events, yeah, and moments, you know, yeah. for good causes as well. A lot of the time, yeah, so they're just they're entertaining. I a mate of mine done the white collar boxing a few years ago when it was it was a great event. Uh, so yeah. they are they're brilliant. They're great to see. I'm not saying they're going to walk in and be like Conor McGregor or whatever, but they do the best, and you can't really knock them for that. I don't think. No. Yeah. Do you get people coming back after the eight weeks as well? Do you get people signing yeah. on for good then? Yeah, definitely. That's another reason why we do it. Because then you get people, like, say, continuing the journey, I suppose, and, and carrying a trade and maybe wanting to fight amateur. And then if that goes well, they can go to pro then as well. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's a good journey for them, I think. Yeah, it's a good good way to get them, open the door for them, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And um, I think I've seen a post that are used in the middle of June, one of those now for Ultra. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. The Ultra MMA. It's all underneath... Like ultra white core boxing, so the ultra white core boxing, obviously the boxing one, but their MMA side is called ultra MMA. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, so there is one person that I'd like to just uh, ask you about very quickly is uh, Glenn Blackburn. Yeah. Uh, so I I attend uh, Alliance every so often. Um, I've got a personal trainer in there, but I see I get to see Glenn um, in yeah. in training and stuff like that, yeah. and in training he's an animal. So when yeah. he fights out of Forge, when he fights, what's he like when he's in a, a fight camp? He fights out majestic. Yeah, Joe, you know what? Glenn's the nicest fellow in the world. Ridiculously handsome, really good-looking guy. Which is, <laughs> yeah, I seen it when he's standing next to yeah. like me. Yeah, he's just a lovely fellow. He cornered me on a uh, last Saturday from a fight. All oh, right, okay. 
Yeah, so he's, he's come to London off his own back with Kevin and Josh and Matty and, and Cornamy. So just a top guy, really, and a really nice guy. And he's really good. Top 10 UK. Could yeah. Top, five, top one if he, if he carries on. He's really, really good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as I say, I've seen him putting people through the paces and, like, it makes me tired watching him put them through the paces. <laughs> he, yeah, he's, yeah. he's another level, like, to what yeah. I do at the minute. Like, so yeah, he's he crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, top guy. Um, so, and I'm, this might sound like a, a, a mad question, but how was how was the decision made for say for, for yourself to pursue Thai and for Matt to pursue um, Malik? What what made you go in sort of different directions? We, we both started off kickboxing when we were about ten, and then I think after about four or five years, we kind of both drifted off from that. And then we both started doing MMA at the Wolf Slayer and stuff, and then that got burnt down and. It was all a bit, a bit of drama there. And then it was kind of like I was, we were both competing and I was kind of like winning one, losing one, winning one, losing one. So I just thought I'd give Ty a go just to kind of, because me and Matthew both the same, the pressure that we feel the most is the pressure we put on ourselves. So I just thought if well, tie boxing means nothing to me. So I was have a tie boxing fight, try and get my confidence back up again and see how that goes. And then I just never went back to him. I kept winning. You like what you're good at, don't you? So I just carried on doing tie. And then 22, 23 fights later, I am where I am now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when you were when you were sort of making the, the transition over to Ty, was there anybody, any particular fighters that you were sort of looking up to, to mm. for inspiration? Not really, because I was a bit ignorant to, to be honest. I was a bit like I just was coming from the MA point of view. I thought it was just punching and kicking people in the head and seeing <laughs> who keeps the most damage. You know what I mean, I didn't think there was this kind of technical aspect of it. And it was only till I think I'd won four, then I had a loss. So I decided to go to Jim where I'm at now, Majestic in Wigan, where he kind of sat me down and explained the rule sets and what scores and what doesn't. And so, no, not really. It wasn't anyone in particular, but that was when I kind of made the change over and decided that was for me then when I realised it's like a chess match. It's not it's not just kicking the shit out of each other. It's There's, there's a chess match here. It's, there's, there's a tactical aspect to it. No, so now that you're obviously in time, what is the fighters that you've watched to learn techniques and sort of learn from? Yeah. I try and... There'd be no point me watching with the attire, 55 kilos, who's fast and like a whippet. So I try and watch people my size, really, my mm. size, my style, because then you can pick up tips that work for me. Do you know what I mean? I don't like... I'm not a massive fan of clinching. I can do it and I can nullify it, but... I'm not going to stand there and couldn't someone for five rounds. It's just not my cup of tea, that's so. I want to watch someone who's like me, tall, long, likes to teep, likes to punch as well, but I, say, I like my left body kick. So I've been watching fighters that really like like that, who like a left kick and like the body kicks and can score and can do a lot, really, do the whole thing. Yeah. And um, obviously you mentioned that you started in MMA. Obviously you've had a lot of success in, in tides, you think. Do you think you'd ever consider going back into MMA or do you think that no. ties your place? I just think, like, I've rolled a Matthew like a few months ago when in a lockdown stuff when we couldn't really train and that. Obviously, my gym in Wigan wasn't open properly, so he couldn't travel. And I'd, I'd roll a Matthew and it's just, it's moved on too much. I think I'd be playing catch up massively. I'd need to knock down the head. I'd have to be doing it for a year solely, just the ground game and the wrestling and just yeah. smack that completely. I think. I don't think it's ever too late to do it, but it's just I love Ty and I think I just get smashed to be fair. I just don't think 
that was what I used to struggle with when I did MMA. I could do the striking, the jiu and wrestling all separately, but once you put it all together, that's when I'd get caught in stupid little things and it was putting all together that I struggled with. Yeah. And it does quite it does evolve quite fast as well, doesn't it? Lee? Yeah, hugely. Yeah, boxing has been around forever, aren't the MMA's still relatively young, so there's new moves and new stuff coming out every week, and it's it's hard to keep a grasp on it for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so obviously you've got Matt in MMA yourself in Thai. Does it help you when you're training for a fight, being able to have Matt there bringing in sort of yeah. a different style into your training? Yeah. Especially for the last one, because it was the biggest fight of my career. He's padding me every other day, sometimes every day. And it's just, yeah, my main gym's in Wigan that I train at. But to get that little bit of extra every night, doesn't have to go a long way, 100%. So I have someone there who's relatively good at holding pads, or I can direct him stuff I want to go over, like drill and stuff. Yeah, that was a massive help, yeah. Um, so finally then, if you said you, at the moment you haven't got a fight schedule for this year, yeah. Um, if you don't end up fighting again this year, what what's the goals for 2022? World champion, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I say, what's the point? What's the point doing it if you don't want a world champion? Yeah, a million percent. Couldn't agree Whether more. that's a Grand Prix or that's WBC, or maybe I get into one, yeah, that's that's the goal, yeah. Yeah, Excellent. definitely. Looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, can't wait to continue following your career. Um it's been it's been great having you on today, Dan. I really appreciate you taking the yeah, time. Thank you. Um, all the best for the future and all the best thank with Forge as well. Dan, mate. Take it easy. Cheers, pal. Bye. This is the greatest. I love it. It was super necessary. Just and delicious.